0: See you, Annie. How do you know? He looked at her oddly. You accuse me of not knowing my children, but I do know Mia. She won't see you. Tom had been right. Mia had not come home or phoned. She had written just once. She had been gone for almost five years. Come home. Please. Annie draped the lights artistically over her handbag and smiled at Zosia. I'm not telling you what I've got for you. Zosha pointed to the diamond ring on Annie's finger. Do you want me to clean it before I go? Her mother's ring and her grandmother's before that. Hugely valuable, but more than that, part of Annie and irreplaceable. Zosha enjoyed handling it and she loved to please Annie, who slid it off her finger. Go on, then. Zosha buffed away, and Annie watched her affectionately and said, Did I ever tell you Emily stole it? She must have been six or seven. There was such a fuss, and everyone was pulling out drawers and upending the rubbish. I was so angry when she owned up. Poor little girl was shaking. But Tom talked to her. Tom was, is, always so good with her and Emily confessed between sobs she thought I was going to give the ring to Mia. Zosha slid it back across the table. But it's true, you can only give it to one of them. Annie said, We couldn't help laughing at Emily, which was unfair to her and made her cross. At the time, it was funny. She stopped herself and Zosha laid a hand on hers. After a moment, Annie asked, So, have you booked the ticket? Yes, I will be gone for Christmas and New Year's, as you said I could. Good. Zosha raised her eyes to Annie. You are very kind to pay for the ticket. I am grateful. The two women smiled at each other. They went way back to the day Zosha had turned up on the doorstep in answer to Annie's advert for a cleaner and someone to help with the school runs, and were friends. It was a friendship springing out of a mutual empathy and a willingness to listen. Careful, Tom had warned. You're Zosha's employer. It's nothing, said Annie as the phone rang. I want you to know how I owe you. We owe you. For one thing... She sounded a touch wry. I love talking to you. She picked up the phone. Tom? She listened. Oh, okay, fine. See you. She replaced the receiver. She poured more wine for Zosha. That was Tom, not coming home till late, last-minute dinner with someone from the Foreign Office. After a minute, she added... It's been ages since Tom and I had supper together. A moment of further reflection. It happens in the run-up to Christmas. That's the World Service for you. All the media, I imagine. Of course, said Zosha. They exchanged a look. Annie knew what Zosha would have liked to say... Tom spends more time than he should on his work and has done so for years. And it was true that since Mia had stormed out, things had been bad, really bad. But not bad enough for them to fold entirely. At seven o'clock, Zosia leapt to her feet and declared she must go. Annie knew she liked to be home in time to phone her mother in Warsaw. At the door, Annie kissed her cheek fondly and said, See you next week. The door clicked shut and the house was still. If only, Annie thought. If only. If only. So many things. If Tom hadn't taken Mia's room, I could sit in there for a bit and think about her. But Tom now occupied the room, usurper by default. She wandered back into the kitchen, drank the rest of her wine. And observed the Christmas lights still draped in a starry milky way over her handbag. After a while